Well, it's not summer anymore, and maybe this is a good time to talk about some plants that are from tropical areas of the world and plants that we can grow, for example, the palms. And we can grow these plants indoors, and you see them at all the shopping malls in the Northeast, but you can also grow them outdoors, outdoors in Zone 6. Today's guest is Scott Zona. We're going to talk about everything palms, from palms that have edible parts to palms that will be great in your living room to palms that you can grow in the snow in the winter outdoors. Hello again and welcome to Ken Drew's Real Dirt, the garden show. Today we're going to be talking about palms and so much more about palms than you could ever imagine. There are palms that will grow in your living room and palms that will grow in South Florida and palms that will grow in New York City. You could count what I know about palms on one hand. As Scott Zona and his co-authors of the second edition of the Encyclopedia of Cultivated Palms points out, even if you don't know much about plants or trees, pretty much everyone can recognize the palms. Scott is the conservatory and greenhouse curator at Florida International University. He has explored plants in Florida, California, Mexico, Central America, Chile, Indonesia, Madagascar, and has just returned from Thailand. So before we talk too much about anything else, tell me about your recent trip to Thailand. Hello, Scott. Good morning. Um, my trip to Thailand was for the biennial meeting of the International Palm Society, mm. and we, we meet every two years, and usually in some really interesting palmy location, and we look at palms, and we talk about palms, and, and we have a great time. Well, there's some 2,500 species uh, of palms, well, and some of them are ground covers, you know, we don't think about that, and under a foot tall. And we think more about the ones that are 150 feet tall than Los Angeles lining the streets. Uh, we pretty much recognize the palms by their split leaves. Uh, I guess they we call them palms because they're kind of like fingers on a hand, I guess. And you can recognize them by the leaf sheaths, the scars that are left when the old leaves fall off or when they're trimmed by overzealous landscapers. And today I want to talk about your trip to Thailand a little bit, and also about palms for indoors maybe, but also for outdoors in colder climates, because I think everyone will be surprised to learn that there are a few palms that can grow outdoors. There are. Um, I mean, here in Miami, we don't worry too much about, uh, you know, hardiness when it comes to palms, but certainly further north and, and, and uh, in most of the country, hardiness is an issue and but there are palms that can survive even you know covered with snow so uh, there's there's palms for just about everywhere well I've seen palms in snow <laughs> and uh, the first palm that comes to mind when I think about palms in America are the sable palms the sable palmetto which uh, that's really the symbol of South Carolina it is it's the state tree of Florida as well oh really yeah. Well, I I always see them about two feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Well, they get get a little taller down here, I think. Uh, but yeah, the the native uh, sable palms are very cold hardy and uh, can be grown throughout the southeast, which of course is where they're native. Uh, sable minor is probably the the hardiest of the of the group, 
uh, and that grows that even occurs naturally in southern Oklahoma so it, it gets it gets pretty pretty far and wide well does, does that have to grow in like a sort of a, a wetland or a swampy situation well it's it's natural habitat is yeah floodplains and levees and areas that do get periodic flooded periodically flooded but uh, but it can grow in a garden situation just fine it doesn't need to, to be constantly flooded uh, it, it grows well uh, in, in even in a container it can be grown well when you say that it grows throughout the southeast and it's relatively hardy what are we talking about what's the minimum temperature for a sable palm Oh gosh, minimum temperature this this you know this is gets really confusing and, and difficult to predict because hardiness depends on a lot of things and it's not just that minimum temperature uh it's it it depends on how long that minimum minimum temperature is is endured and whether the the cold comes quickly or gradually over several weeks uh and whether or not there's wind accompanying the cold temperature uh and the condition of the plant, if the plant is waterlogged or if it's a little on the dry side. So it's really hard to make predictions about hardiness, but certainly Sable Miner, the uh, the one that, that we were just speaking of, can certainly take, oh, Zone 6, USDA Zone oh, 6. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it, you know, and again, I should also say that, that uh, certain individuals are going to be hardier than others. So, uh, for example, uh, sable miner that's propagated from plants at the northern end of its range are probably going to be more cold tolerant than seeds that are grown from palms that were growing in southern Florida. So, um, obviously, the the provenance makes a difference as well. Well, and of course, also we should consider that zone six is now zone seven B, or <laughs> with right. climate yeah, yeah, change. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what what are some of the other palms that people who live in northern climates? I, I don't want to push it to someplace really too cold like Maine, but uh, I suppose it, it helps if you have if you do have a snow cover. But what are some of the palms that people might try if they're really desperate to try a palm in Zone Six? Can you think of some? Oh yeah, uh, probably the most cold hardy palm, or at least the one that 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 we think of when we think of cold hardy palms, is the needle palm, and that's Rapidophyllum hystrix, and that's native to the southeast United States. It's native to northern Florida and southern Georgia. And, southern Alabama, Mississippi, um, and yet uh, it, it can grow much farther north and, again, can take snow cover, can take dips below below zero, actually, uh, and it's a, it's a beautiful little palm. It's, it's a shrubby palm. It's not, you know, one of these tree palms. Uh, it can get to be about chest tall, and, uh, and it's called the needle palm because at the base of the leaves where, where the leaf sheath is, the leaf sheath disintegrates into these really long, kind of wicked-looking needles uh, or spines. So um, it's maybe not the friendliest palm to work with, hmm. but it's it's legendary in its hardiness. Uh, the 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 downside is it's very slow growing, which means it's expensive for nurserymen to propagate it and grow it and bring it along. So you know it it, it correspondingly costs a lot more. Uh, but it is a it is a tremendous palm, and it can be grown in the ground or in 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 containers in a, in a big tub, um, and it can grow probably as far north as your part of the world, in you know New Jersey, New York. Wow, yeah. and I should mention since we're talking about plants we can't see, 
that the Encyclopedia of Cultivated Palms has just about a thousand pictures of palms, of different palms. That's right, yeah. Um, my co-author, uh, Paul Kraft, uh, is a tremendous photographer, and he's traveled uh, all over the world looking at gardens, looking at palms, and, and probably most of the photos in there are, are his photos. Uh, but we've also brought in photos from other people from other places in the world and my photos. And, and uh, the, the lead author, uh, Robert Lee Griffel, who is now deceased, uh, he contributed photos as well. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you for another cold, hardy palm, if you can think of one. Well, okay, so let's talk about, well, there, you know, I can think of some common ones, like the European fan palm or Mediterranean fan oh, palm. Right. That's really wonderfully hardy and, and can certainly take its below zero and, and could be grown in many parts of the, uh, you know, the mid-Atlantic very easily. Uh, but let's talk about maybe something a little more exotic, like the, uh, the Mazari palm from Afghanistan. Uh, and it's not as common in cultivation. You might have to look around to find it. But it's certainly going to be a very cold, hardy palm, and it hasn't been tested throughout the country it hasn't so i don't think we know really it's it's limits but it can certainly take dips below freezing very easily uh, and the, the fan palm you were talking about that's not the same as washingtonia or is washingtonia the mexican fan palm ah uh, well yeah there the washingtonias are two species there's the the california fan palm and then the mexican fan palm both of those are are reasonably hardy uh, certainly in, in throughout the southeast and, and, and southern United States, they're grown. Uh, the California fan palm is native to Southern California uh, and, and, it, and, you know, places like Palm Springs. Uh, so it, it can grow very nicely in that part of the world. Uh, the Mexican fan palm um, is probably probably just about as hardy, uh, but it likes, likes water a little bit more than the California fan palm. So it, we grow the, the Mexican fan palm here in Florida because it, we have wetter weather. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's a very vigorous palm, very fast growing. Is that the one with the blue foliage? Uh, that's probably the California one is a little bluer than the oh, Mexican really? one. Yeah. But then there are some other palms that are grown in Southern California that have very blue leaves, and those are the the Hesper palms, and they're from Mexico. Uh, the the blue Hesper palm and and uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the, the common names of some of the others. I'm I'm not. I have to say I'm not good with common <laughs> no, names. No, neither am I. <laughs> I. I stick with the Latin names. It's usually easier to, to communicate that way. But the genus Brya is uh, the, the Hesper palms, and they, some of those have very beautifully blue foliage. Uh, and they're, and they, they, too, are, are reasonably hardy in the southern United States. Well, there's, I mean, there's so much we can talk about palms, and uh, not to mention food, because we know that date palms and coconut palms have fruit that we can eat. And Absolutely. There's palm hearts, which I guess kills the plant if you harvest it, I imagine. Well, it kills the stem, and sometimes the stem. They're, they're harvested from multi-stem palms, so it doesn't actually kill the palm, but it will kill that stem. Do you, do you know what palm oil is made from? Palm oil is, is made from the fruit of the African oil palm, and uh, it actually produces two kinds of oil. It's, it's palm oil and palm kernel oil, and palm oil is from the fruit, and palm kernel oil is from the seed, hmm. but both from, both from, the, same, from the same palm. Uh, and it's becoming one of the dominant sources of oil uh, oil crop in in the world, and it's certainly 
uh, spreading all through the tropics. And uh, in some sense, it's, it's sort of a problem because, you know, beautiful natural rainforest is being knocked down to grow palm oil, and that's it's uh, uh, causing some, some environmental issues. Of course. Uh, and I, I glossed over a little bit the palm hearts when you said that they're multi-stemmed, but can you prune a palm? How can you prune a palm? Oh, I see a lot of bad pruning uh, <laughs> going on in, in the world. Um, generally, palms don't need to be pruned. Uh they will the, the the leaves as they dry and and die off. They will normally either fall away naturally, like on say a coconut palm or a royal palm, or they dry up and they just lay down on the against the trunk, like on the on the Washingtonia palms, and that's that's how they normally look. Uh, but landscapers and homeowners sometimes want to trim away the dead palms. Or dead leaves, rather, and uh, and that that's okay as long as they trim only the dead things, the dead leaves. Uh, I see too many overzealous, uh, uh, you know, people gardeners going after and pruning off green living leaves. And when you look at a palm, it doesn't have a lot of leaves. Uh, you know, unlike an oak tree, which might have tens of thousands of leaves, mm -hmm. a palm tree maybe only has. 12 leaves, 15, 20 leaves maybe. So when you're pruning off one of those leaves, you might be pruning off, you know, 5% or 10% of its photosynthetic ability. So that's really harmful in the long run. Well, when when I asked you that question, because we were talking about the palm hearts, if you have a palm tree that's getting too tall and you try to cut the top off, what happens? Mm, that doesn't work, does it? <laughs> that kills the palm. Uh, that's that's fine if you want to harvest your your heart of palm for for the salad that night. But uh, um, it, no, you you cannot shorten a palm in that way. Uh, you know, palm palm stems. If you have a multi-stem palm, you can sometimes selectively cut out a stem if it's getting too tall and l allow the smaller stems to remain. But you cannot trim back a stem. Uh, and, and shorten a palm the way you would say a, 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 a conifer or a, a broadleaf tree. Right. So that so palms only grow in one direction. They do. They have one growing point. That that stem is, is, has one growing point at the apex and where the leaves are produced. And if that growing point is damaged either by pruning it or or by insect damage or fungal damage, that can spell the death of that palm. Well, you mentioned fungal damage, and I noticed in your book that there's a lot about hygiene, <laughs> a whole lot about yeah. pruning and disinfecting, and I can't admit, I can't, I, well, I've never seen it. I, you know, I've seen people clean up, people clean up their palms. Uh, I don't remember ever seeing anyone dip uh, their saws in some bleach and water or alcohol or anything. Right. You know, well, in in the best of all worlds, that would happen. People would disinfect tools when they go from one plant to another. Um, but uh, sadly, well, tell me why. Tell me why that's important. Well, it's 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 particularly important in uh, parts of the Southwest, in Southern California, Nevada, that part of the world, where where there is a fungal disease that's hitting some of the palms there. And it is its main route of transmission is through dirty pruning tools, mm. and it's and it's a really serious disease. It's not just a, a disease that's 
that's going to make the palm look a little unsightly or cause a little leaf spotting. This is a, a lethal disease and can lead to the death of the palm. So, and 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 there's no there's no cure for the plant once it's totally infected with this with this uh, with this fungus. So the best you know way to prevent the disease is to have clean pruning tools. And uh, and there are areas in California where you can see how it spread right down a block as 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 a, a crew is going down the block pruning uh, the leaves off of trees and, uh, and and spreading the disease that way. So it's it's a it's a serious problem. Do you think there's a, some some education going on? Is anybody trying to tell these people? Well, I hope so. I know I know uh, you know like the the uh, the the county extension folks are, are really pushing educating and they do a super job educating uh, but you know it takes a while for the message to get across and, and not everyone's heard the message yet but hopefully uh, you know the message will get out there now you're down in Miami and in southern Florida there's a lot of growers that grow plants for indoors and I indoors in you know colder climates That's and right. I've always for me, what I've discovered is that I would say Hoya fosteriana, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, the Kentia or Kentia palm seems to be about the best indoor palm. Do you have opinions on growing indoor palms? Yeah, well, certainly the the Hoya is is or, or Kentia palm is the the kind of the gold standard, and that has been grown as a as an indoor palm for. Uh, well, since you know Victorian times, it was very popular in, in Victorian Europe, uh, and it re still remains popular in in, in uh, northern climates where palms can't be grown outside. Uh, this is a great palm for interiors, for conservatories, and and uh, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that's that's a great palm, and and certainly worth growing. Uh, there are other palms that are really good indoor palms. Uh, the, the genus Camadoria. Uh, has several species that are grown uh, commercially and uh, here in Florida, mostly in kind of central Florida, and then shipped north uh, and all over the world, really, uh, as an interior plant. Uh, and they are really super palms. And they're interesting. They're all they're, 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 these are palms from the understory or from shady rainforests in Central America, and so they grow naturally in low light conditions and so they're kind of pre-adapted to growing in a in a in a home or in a conservatory where the light levels are a little lower than than what you might get outside well probably the most popular unfortunately plant that's palm that's sold everywhere is the areca palm which uh, to me is sort of like well it just dies a slow death you buy it and slowly the tips turn black and then it continues to pass away and there probably are lots of reasons why this happens, maybe low light, but it seems to me they're in just awful soil mix. Well, you know, I don't have any experience growing areca palm indoors because here in Miami, it is one of the most common palms to grow outdoors as, as a hedge or a screen. So we see them everywhere. They're common as dirt, and I've never actually tried growing one inside. Uh, but, yeah, I, I can see where they might... Uh, resent uh, getting in a, a, a container mix that maybe water, stays waterlogged and doesn't drain properly. It's, it's a palm that likes well-drained soil, so uh. Uh, maybe it, it's getting overwatered or it's in a in a medium that that holds too much water for too long. Well, it's hard to tell, but I would just say 
yeah. beware <laughs> if you're in the north. <laughs> and if you see a palm that costs less than $20 and it's four feet tall, maybe you should look at another palm. <laughs> and unfortunately, those howias are very slow. But then again, they live a really long time and you don't have to pinch the top because you probably won't live that long. <laughs> That's right. So in, in Thailand, uh, just tell me a little bit about what you, again, the conference that you went to, and did you did you learn anything new? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it wouldn't be any fun if I didn't learn something new. We were, we were meeting this time uh, in Thailand, and we, we took some, a, a tour to a, a national park and saw some, some palms in the, in the wild, some native palms. But then we spent a good deal of time in a garden, uh, Nong Nuk Tropical Garden, and it's in Pattaya, Thailand, and it is an amazing collection of palms. And in fact, it's it's probably one of the world's best collections of of palms from all over the world, uh, and it's especially strong with palm species from. Southeast Asia, as you might expect, but also New Guinea and Madagascar. And both of those islands are incredibly rich with palms. And uh, the 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 uh, garden, Nongnuk Tropical Garden, has had collectors go to these these areas and bring back seeds to grow them uh, in in the garden. And so there's a tremendous display of these really unusual palms that you're just not going to see in other gardens in other parts of the world. And you'd have to, to, to do some serious traveling in, in, in some, some rugged country in Madagascar or in, in New Guinea to see them in the wild. Well, there are some 25,000 species of palms, and you have about 1,000 of them in the new edition of the Encyclopedia of Cultivated Palms, and Scott Zona is one of the authors, and also the conservatory and greenhouse curator at Florida International University. So your interest in palms, just as we're closing, uh, well, you love them, I can tell. I do. <laughs> you I love do. the palms. Uh, if How much of your attention to them has to do with growing them as ornamental plants? Um, well, I was smitten by palms at a, at a tender age, and I uh, was given a palm to uh, to grow when I was back in high school, I believe it was. Oh, where was that? Uh, here in Florida, in, in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, I've, I've been fascinated by palms ever since. And, and my background actually is in horticulture, although my later degrees were in, in botany and and uh, so I, I love palms both from the scientific side and the taxonomy, which is, is my specialty, as well as growing them in my garden. I, I do grow palms in my garden here at home and, 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 uh, and have always wanted to grow more palms and never had enough land to do it. But, you know, that's the way it always is. I have a vision of you hugging a palm right now. <laughs> the palm hugger. Palm hugger. Well, I've I've been called worse. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. I, I've learned a lot, and I want to learn more. And uh, I don't know. I just wish I had more space and a better space for growing palms. But uh, I'll tell you, looking through the book is, it's almost as good as taking a tropical vacation. Maybe not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but they're fascinating. They're so fascinating. They are. They're, they're really, it is a family of plants that just, um, it's an, an endless source of fascination for me. And, and what do you think is the smallest palm? Do you know? 
Uh, the smallest palm, it, it, it's, well, there's several contenders, but the one that jumps to mind is Camadoria turkheimii, and it has these wonderful little little leaves that look that certainly smaller than the palm of my hand and they're sort of ruffled like a potato chip Ooh. and they're and they're beautiful little palms they're little understory palms and they they grow less than a foot tall wow well from the smallest to the largest you can find so much about palms and their descriptions in an a to z guide the encyclopedia of cultivated palms in its new edition with incredible photographs of like a thousand different species and varieties and uh, scott zona has been my guest he's the conservatory and greenhouse curator at florida international university and i want to thank you again scott that was fascinating thanks ken i enjoyed it Visit KenDrews.com where you're going to see some pictures and also learn a lot more about palms and about Scott Zona. And please join me again next week for another interesting and I hope exciting guest right here on Ken Drewsville Dirt, The Garden Show. 